Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Betting Life Show brought to you by Fantasy Life and powered by our friends at Unabated. I'm Matthew Friedman, Matt F. The Oracle. We have three NFL games remaining, the AFC and NFC championships this Sunday and then the Super Bowl. And here with me to highlight the slate this weekend and to look ahead to the big game in February is Peter Jennings, a.k.a. CSURAM88 of Unabated. Peter, how's it going? Matt, doing great. Uh, Excited to chat about these games. I think we have at least three of the best teams uh, left. So it should be a really fun weekend. And uh, yeah, I, I'm excited to think about the Super Bowl, all the Super Bowl props that we may have, depending on who gets in. So it should be a, a fun weekend of football and excited to chat about with you. All right, so a couple of things. One, you are coming off of the uh, the shooting contest, the underdog shooting contest with Gilbert Arenas, in which you tied Gilbert Arenas, by the way. I consider that a victory, even though you and Gil we're basically at the the bottom of the crowd. Anyway, let's ignore that. So one, how was how was that experience? Uh, and then two, the divisional round in terms of betting and, and everything. Uh, how how has the past week been for you? Yeah, two polar opposites. Uh, the underdog event was super fun, really exciting. Love the content. Uh, I trained a good bit for it. I, I struggled to shoot off the rack. And uh, I, I did not perform even to expectation, even shooting off the rack at the event. Uh, Ty and Gilbert, I guess, was one one positive, but really underperformed. Uh, went under my underdog line, uh, which is no fun. Wanted to hit the overs for for the people out there. Uh, had a lot of friends and people betting on the overs, so uh, that wasn't that wasn't good. But uh, yeah, it was a great experience, a lot of fun, and the pressure was certainly more than I anticipated. Played well out in LA with golf, and then had my best NFL weekend of the year, which was much needed uh, after after losing in, a, in the uh, shootout. So. The only thing that would have made it better is my biggest bet of the weekend was the Packers money line, which I felt great about. But uh, unfortunately, just kind of a weird ending. Missed that field goal. Really wish they would have done more on that that last drive in San Francisco. Played well at the end of the game to, to win it. So, uh, but yeah, four zero against the spread. That was uh, the first really good NFL weekend. It's been a bad NFL season. Uh, turning the turning it around here uh, with the playoffs and in twenty twenty four. So, hope we can keep it going. Uh, have one game I really like and excited to chat about the two matchups. All right, well, let's uh, get started with it here. We've got Kansas City on the road at Baltimore. The Ravens favored, just looking at the market here, you know, pretty much consensus across the board, three and a half, although there are some fours starting to pop up in the market, especially at Circa. And then 44 and a half is the total uh, that is most widely available, although 44 uh, is available or starting to pop up. So we have a total. Uh, that is starting to move down a little bit. Uh, some precipitation, possible precipitation concerns uh, with the outdoor game in Baltimore, and then a spread that is uh, starting to move towards the Ravens a little bit more. And when this market opened, we did see uh, you know kind of a juiced three uh, that this number was straddling, you know, between three, three and a half. Uh, so solidly at this point, moving towards the Ravens. Uh, Pete, any thoughts on how you are going to be approaching this game? Well, we took some Ravens at minus three, which I just thought was a crazy opener. Uh, quickly moved to to three and a half or three with some big juice, but was able to get some three in the minus one fifteen range. So that was uh, that was great. Uh, was really happy to to grab that, especially seeing the line movement. I just couldn't believe the the opener there. Uh, basically saying not exactly, and it's a little different with this matchup, but we're saying that the Ravens and Chiefs are somewhat even on a neutral field, which makes no sense given how the Ravens have played all year. I know the Chiefs are coming on strong. I know it's Patrick Mahomes, but uh, the Ravens, in my view, have been the best team all season. We've talked a lot about that. that. Was one of the things 
we got right this year is being bullish on the Ravens. And there's other things that are working in our favor. I mean, Mark Andrews could come back. Um, I really think they're going to have a, a lot of success running the football against this Chiefs team that struggled to stop Buffalo on the ground. Uh, Josh Allen ran all over them. James Cook was running efficiently. So I just think the Ravens are a far superior team. And uh, I think this line should close in the four to four and a half range. And the market's starting to move that direction. So thrilled was able to get some Ravens minus three. Uh, I don't even mind the minus three and a half. So like minus one ten, maybe you can get a little bit better than that. Uh, right now that's the best price in the market, but, uh, I'm, I'm not sure what to do with the next game, but I really like the Ravens and curious your perspective on this game. I'm a hundred percent in line with you. And I was wanting to enter this week backing Patrick Mahomes. I was hoping I would get a number that would put me on Mahomes, but instead we got the three that was in the market. And like you, I bet it pretty much immediately. I had, you know, done projections beforehand to get a sense of, uh, you know, what I thought this should be. I have this projected as Ravens minus five. Uh, and, you know, even with that, I feel like I'm still uh, trying to put my thumb on the scale a little bit in favor of the Chiefs uh, with some of the injury situation. So thinking kind of positively, OK, if this guy doesn't come back or if these guys do come back for the Chiefs, you know, trying to think a little bit about not like how I might skew it towards the Chiefs, but like how to make sure that um, I was sort of like having the kind of worst case scenario for the Ravens if I was going to be betting the Ravens and with that worst case scenario in mind of thinking about a number of these chiefs defenders who uh, might be out, but projecting them as if they'll be in and projecting Marlon Humphrey, number one corner for the Ravens, as if he is out uh, even taking all that into account, I have this projected at five. So very much liked the Ravens at three. Um, even, you know, the kind of minus 115 juice three liked them there. Not so sold on them at three and a half, but, you know, even on the money line, I, I still see some value. Uh, you know, you can get them at minus 180, minus 185. I think that number should be minus 210. Uh, so I still see value on the Ravens. And, you know, Pete, you mentioned it. When you take everything into account, you know, the home field advantage, the fact that the Ravens have played, uh, you know, at this point, this is their second home game after the bye. They played, uh, you know, at home before that. So, like, they've had significant, like, rest and travel advantages in their spot at this point. And then you have Kansas City playing a second straight road game. This is their third road game in four weeks. You put all that together. And, yeah, the market is saying not exactly that these teams are even, but that they are pretty close. And that just does not seem right to me based on everything we've seen this year. And then even thinking about Kansas City on the road in uh, Buffalo last week, this number was hovering between two and a half and three most of the week. And then now for this number, very similar situation, Kansas City on the road in Baltimore for this to be hovering between three, three and a half. That just did not seem right to me. So uh, very much like you on the Ravens in this spot and i think that there are some some matchup advantages as well just kind of like thinking like not even so much about the numbers but about like the way this game might play out uh i think kyle hamilton has been amazing this year and the idea of the ravens putting kyle hamilton pretty much on travis kelsey for the super majority of this game and really i wouldn't say like locking kelsey down but you know significantly challenging the number one pass catcher in the chiefs offense. I think that is, that is something that could really hinder 
the ability for the Chiefs to operate the way that they want. And also, even though we have seen Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs, like obviously he elevates his game, we've seen the Chiefs uh, take significant steps forward on offense over the past two weeks. I'm just a little bit skeptical about that because they had the offensive success going against two defenses that were significantly wounded the past uh, two rounds of the playoffs. Here they get a Ravens defense that is you know, pretty much healthy, except for Marlon Humphrey, uh, and a defense that is, if not the best in the league, certainly comfortably top three. So I think it's just a different challenge. And then the Ravens, I think they're going to be able to do whatever they want on the ground. Uh, the Chiefs defense has been good this year, but also pretty susceptible in the running game. And there's the yeah. possibility they're going to be without defensive tackle Derek Naughty, without linebacker Willie Gay, uh, and also without a, a free safety. So they could be injured along the spine of that defense. And they're not good at defending the run anyway. And then you have the Ravens, the best running team in the league. Uh, so I think the Ravens will be able to control the ball on offense. And I think on defense, they will be able to present enough of a challenge to uh, to the Chiefs to where it's, I wouldn't say this is going to be lopsided, but this could be a game where at the end of it, it's just very clear the Ravens are in a different class. And so that puts me on the Ravens in the spot. And I also really like the under of uh, 44 and a half. I have this projected at 42.4. Uh, I bet it at 45. I might even like the under a little bit more than I like the Ravens because we do have two pretty good defenses here. We have an outdoor game. There's the possibility of precipitation. You have an offense in the Chiefs that has really struggled to live up to its potential this year and an offense in the Ravens that wants to run the ball and can run the ball given the defensive matchup. And so just as we saw last week, the Ravens in the second half be able to have these really long extended drives with what they were able to do and, you know, just kind of uh, meticulously moving the ball down the field. I think we could see something like that this week with the Ravens being able to run and move the ball against the Chiefs. So I like the Ravens and I like the under. Do you have any thoughts on the under? Yeah, I would lean the under too, just because I feel like the biggest advantage that Baltimore has is on the ground. And I expect them to kind of run the football as much as possible. And just pointing to, you know, something, you know, the Massey Peabody rankings, Baltimore's number one. Uh, it's going to update here soon. Kansas City will move up. They played an incredible game versus Buffalo. I mean, they really dominated that game. They could have not had that fumble into the end zone uh, and the, the score could have been different. So they did play great, but they're still, you know, a significant tier below. I mean, Baltimore's 11.07 ratings, San Francisco's 10.51, and then you have a drop-off down to 6.66 for Buffalo uh, coming in the last week. So the numbers will change, but Kansas City will be still kind of in that like 5-6 range. So there's just a clear tier of top two teams, which we saw all season in Baltimore and San Francisco, and Kansas City is just a, a tier below. Now, the the argument for Kansas City, and this is why you know I always want to think through of both sides, the argument for Kansas City is you have Patrick Mahomes, arguably the best quarterback of all time. Tom Brady, you know, it's hard to argue against seven rings, but if you just look on a per game basis, Mahomes is certainly the, the best, uh, especially with his playoff success as well. So on a per game basis, you have Mahomes. Uh, Andy Reid has been super successful with this team. Uh, you also have the it, it's weird saying this, but I, and I, I don't give too much credence to it, but the NFL certainly wants Kansas City. Uh, Kansas City would be bring in so much revenue with the Super Bowl, Taylor Swift, all that stuff. So I do think that that 
is a small factor to consider. I think obviously the games are, are called fairly, but if there's a, a bias, it'd be towards Kansas City. Um, so there's there's a couple factors that you know you could paint a narrative around. But if you just look at the numbers, it's clearly the Ravens. So I feel really comfortable with the Ravens. I'm not buying most of those things, but that's the narratives that you're kind of hearing uh, from other people. So to me, uh, load up on the Ravens. Uh, that's my favorite bet of the weekend by far. I, I think the under is somewhat sharp as well. Uh, especially given how I think Baltimore wants to play this game is a lot of running kind of killing the clock. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to hear what you think about the next game. Cause I, I think the next game's line is very fair. I know it moved off six and a half to seven, but uh, at seven, I really struggle. I think that's a perfect number. Um, so curious to hear what you think about the San Francisco Detroit game. Yeah. One more thing on, on the chiefs here. It does hurt my stomach a little bit to be going against Patrick Mahomes, right? Like he has offered significant betting value when he's been on the road or at a neutral location, really no value betting wise at home. He's 28, 29 and one against the spread at home when he's on the road or at neutral 31, 21 and two against the spread. Mahomes has an underdog has been nearly legendary nine, one and one against the spread eight and three on the money line as an underdog. And Mahomes in the postseason has really been his best 11 and five against the spread in the postseason 13 and three on the money line. So, yeah, it's not unthinkable that the Chiefs do what the Chiefs do. And, you know, <laughs> a, a week from now, it's like, oh, hey, we're talking about Patrick Mahomes once again in the Super Bowl. Like it's it's imaginable. You can see that happening. But, uh, yeah, I think the the value play is on the Ravens. And then one more thing on the total here. Uh, I mentioned I like the under. I also am. Uh, maybe even more uh, more leaning towards the second half under. Uh, the second half under for the Chiefs is 17 and two this year. And like that makes sense to me. Like uh, they just in general have been uh, the league's most extreme under team this year. And then thinking about the second half of games, they have a strong defense that can make halftime adjustments, but their offense is less capable of making meaningful changes at the half. And then if the Chiefs enter the third quarter with a lead, I don't think they really have the ability or the inclination on offense to pile on the points. Um, and if the Chiefs are trailing, they are vulnerable enough in the uh in run defense to where opponents can run out the clock and decrease the number of opportunities and possessions in the game. So uh, I like the under 44 and a half and I like the second half under of 22 and a half. And I actually probably like the second half under even more. All right. Looking at this, uh, not the Sunday night football game, but the later game on Sunday lions on the road at San Francisco and the market for this was six and a half. Seven has solidified at seven and the total uh, opened at 50 and a half. There are still a few 50 and a halfs out there, but 51 and a, sorry, 51 is the consensus number across the board uh, at Pete, you know, just kind of opening it up here. Like you, I have this projected pretty close to the market, especially on the spread. I have this projected at 7.1. I don't really think, yeah, at the current market, there's anything bettable here uh, in terms of 49ers or Lions uh, against the spread, but you know, how, how do you see this game play now? Yeah, I think it's a super fair line. Seven points is, is makes a lot of sense. The total being high makes sense given how amazing this Detroit offense has been playing. You know, San Francisco, I think, benefits uh, big time with, with better weather. Uh, Purdy struggled a lot with the rain. Now you have a 70-degree day projected, just perfect conditions. Um, so I, I think Detroit is going to struggle to stop San Francisco-Detroit. 
their defense has a couple of really good players, but they've been getting, you know, slashed with some big plays uh, for a while now. Uh, you know, a really nice performance from Tampa Bay uh, on offense from a yards perspective. Um, and I, I think just San Francisco should have their way running the football and should be able to set up a lot of big plays. So to me, this is a very fair line. I don't have any leans here uh, from a fantasy perspective. I'm going to load up and stack this game. I think that's the biggest edge on the slate is, you know, people are going to be interested in playing a lot of these Ravens and Chiefs guys um, just with their, their names and whatnot. Mahomes, Kelsey, I think Zay Flowers, uh, obviously Lamar Jackson coming up a huge game. And to me, the best spot is to buy Brock Purdy coming off a, a pretty poor game. Uh, and I think the the rain, like I mentioned before, really impacted the way he was throwing the football. So I am, am going to kind of play this game more on the fantasy side than anything else. And uh, I don't have an opinion. I think the line should be seven and the total should be right around 50, 50 and a half. So at 51, maybe I'd start to get a little interested in the under, but it's, it's not significant. Um, and I, I think that there should be a lot of offense in this game in general. Yeah, like you, uh, I think there will be points. I have this projected on the total uh, just a hair under 52, 51.9. And uh, I have the uh, fantasy favorites article that I write up each week. And uh, I highlighted 10 players. I think eight of them were in this game. I, I think this is, like you said, this is the game that you want to stack from the fantasy perspective. Brock Purdy was the quarterback I highlighted. Uh, I think that too much is going to be made of the Debo Samuel injury. Now, I think he's, you know, dealing with that shoulder injury. I think he's likely to be out this week. I know there's talk that maybe he's 50-50, but I expect that he will probably be out. At the same time, I don't think it's going to matter nearly as much as the uh, kind of like common discourse, uh, you know, on social media or anything like that would lead you to believe. So there have been four games this year in which Debo has been out or he has exited early. And in all of those games, the 49ers have underwhelmed. They were 0-4 against the spread in those four games, 1-3 and on the money line. Uh, and, you know, Purdy specifically hasn't looked anywhere close to his best in those four games. And it's really easy for people to look at that and say, oh, it's because Debo Samuel was out. And like, sure, he is certainly an important part of that defense. But there were really significant other mitigating factors in those games. The first one, they were on the road playing the Browns, one of the best defenses in the league. Significant rain, 15 miles per hour with the wind. Uh, you know, I think that has much more explanatory power than the fact that Debo exited that game. The next game, second week in a row on the road, playing the Vikings without your first team all pro left tackle Trent Williams going against a defense that is one of the most blitz happy units in the league. The week after that, going against the Bengals again, no Trent Williams, but Purdy had 365 yards passing and 9.5 adjusted yards per attempt. The 49ers lost, but that was actually a pretty good game from Brock Purdy. And then you have last week against the Packers again, Brock Purdy, Pete, as you mentioned, in the rain. Like, I think what we've seen out of Purdy in the four games without Debo Samuel has much more to do with the weather and with Trent Williams than it has to do with Debo Samuel. So I would say as great as Debo is, like he's not anywhere close to the most important part of that offense. You've got, of course, still Kyle Shanahan as the, the genius coordinating everything. You've got Trent Williams. You've got Brandon Ayuk. You've got George Kittle, Christian McCaffrey, and Brock Purdy, who is good enough as a passer within that system with all the talent surrounding him. I think 
a lot has been made of the Debo Samuel injury, but I don't think it's going to have nearly as much of an impact on this game as like the amount of dialogue that has been dedicated to it. So uh, those are my thoughts on Debo. Um, anything else uh, with this game that you would want to mention? Yeah, I mean, Trent Williams is arguably the most valuable offensive player in the football outside of quarterbacks. So I think that's a huge part of kind of the, the reason they were losing. Debo is a really valuable player. Uh, you know, one of the most explosive players, but I, I don't think it's, you know, if he was in, this line would be even higher uh, with this, with him. in, I think seven and a half, eight and a half is, is very reasonable. And that's a big move off the key number of seven. So, you know, I think it's priced in, if he does play, we're going to see this line move more. And I think it'd be foolish for San Francisco to play him given the amount of rest that he'd have between the Super Bowl if they're able to win this game, which they should be able to win based on where the market is at anyways. So to me, you know, a lot of that, those stats are skewed by Trent Williams more than they are by Debo Samuel. And um, I, I think that the San Francisco team is just far superior. Again, the Ravens in San Francisco, uh, the Ravens and the Niners have been the best two teams in the NFL all season, essentially. So I don't see much value in this game at this point in time. You can watch the Debo news and see what happens. I would be surprised if they end up playing him, but you never know. Uh, and I do think he'll be healthy, hopefully, for the Super Bowl, which I'm excited because I hope we see Ravens 49ers, but uh, it'll be interesting to see if that comes to fruition. Uh, what's your view on the Super Bowl, Friedman? Yeah, I I did shortly before we recorded, I ran a, uh, a simulation at unabated, uh, you know, kind of looking at the projections there. So I put in my, um, my power ratings, you know, home field advantage numbers. Of course, that doesn't matter for the Super Bowl, but matters in terms of a team getting to the Super Bowl uh, and, you know, quarterback value, all that stuff. And so I have as my uh, projections here for the game uh, for the Super Bowl, I think that, um, I mean, obviously, if you're looking in the market, uh, it is likeliest that we see the Ravens uh, and the 49ers in that game. But, um, you know, there's also the chance I'm still just sorry, looking for my projections here. Um, sorry, 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 sorry. I can, I can, I can give some other Chiefs 49ers, the second most likely scenario. Uh, you know, then you have Ravens, Lions, and then, then Chiefs, Lions being by far the least likely. Uh to me, the most compelling Super Bowl will be the Ravens 49ers and how much people wait the game that they had yes. in the regular season where Trent Williams got injured and there's a lot of players that were out for San Francisco by you know the second half. I think that's a really compelling game. If the Chiefs win, they're going to have a ton of momentum coming off wins uh, on the road against you know the, the Bills who Josh Allen, we didn't talk about, actually played a really good game. Uh, yeah. Missed that throw at the end, but I was very impressed with Josh Allen. It's more the defense that was just so beat up that let them down, which was, you know, more injuries in my eyes. Uh, so the Chiefs would have a lot of momentum if they do win this game. And I think that'd be the most interesting line to see how much, you know, people are going to wait the Chiefs past performance uh, this year and in the past uh, versus kind of their recent performance. Uh, they are able to win this game. So that'd be the most compelling and, and tricky line. Uh, yeah. But the Ravens, San Francisco, I think that would lean slightly towards the Ravens, but uh, I think that'd be really close to a pick them. Uh, I'm curious what you think. Yeah. All right. So I've got the projections here. So I think that there's value right now if you're just looking at odds to win the Super Bowl. And I've been highlighting this bet in the uh, Betting Life newsletter for almost close to two months now, you know, just based on, you know, almost every other week running a simulation at unabated. Uh, I think there's value still on the Ravens to win the Super Bowl. Uh, you can get plus 190 at DraftKings. 
I have this projected at plus 153. So I think there's significant value there and Pete to the, the, the matchup of the Ravens and the 49ers right now. Um, that is plus one and a half, uh, the Ravens as one and a half point underdogs in that matchup at DraftKings. Uh, if you wanted mm. to go bet that at Circa, uh, it opened at one and a half, got bet to a pick them and then moved back to plus one, uh, for the Ravens there. I think the Ravens should be favored in that spot, Agreed. slight favorites, you know, like uh, half a point to one point. I have it projected at 0.75. I think, you know, so they should be favored in that range, not far from a pick them, but I think it should lean in their direction. So if the market right now is still valuing San Francisco as the better team, I think there is value in, uh, in looking at the Ravens in that spot. And then, you know, Ravens, <laughs> Ravens at Detroit, not really all that interested in that matchup. Uh, Kansas city going against San Francisco, that was San Francisco favored by three in the look ahead market. And at that number, I would have been interested in Kansas city. It has been bet down to two and a half where it's uh, much less intriguing. And then Kansas city going against the lions. Uh, Kansas city is a three point favorite in the look ahead market for that game. And, um, I think that's probably about fair, but I would still maybe even at that number have some interest in, uh, in Patrick Mahomes, but, uh, yeah, you know, that's, uh, that's the market there. Um, yeah, I, I do think that futures on the Ravens makes a lot of sense. And then the last thing that I would say, uh, I think the biggest opportunity by far in the Super Bowl is all the props. We've seen the prop markets just explode over the last, you know, 10 years, more and more opportunities, more bets, more markets. And that's one of the more inefficient things that you'll see. It's really simple. You kind of come in, you, you know, opening lines, you can bet everything. There'll be more over opportunities broadly in the beginning. Then you kind of let things settle. And then there's a ton of value historically on unders, uh, yeah. which the market's getting more efficient, but still everyone that's betting, you know, towards the Super Bowl, you know, especially day of, they're just hammering in uh, over. So broadly, uh, you can wait and get a lot of value day of. So that's a really fun market. There's so many different odds out there. You can compare prices, you can shop, and uh, there's a ton of liquidity in those markets as well. So that's, you know, that's the, if you're if you're interested in betting props, which I still think is one of the best ways to actually make money betting. It's really hard to beat sides and totals. Props are way more inefficient. Uh, that's going to be my favorite thing. Uh, it's it's the Super Bowl, and it's it's literally like the Super Bowl of betting as well. Uh, I know people have gotten well into the seven figures betting props uh, for that game. And you end up building quite an interesting portfolio and you can actually arbitrage uh, a lot of these lines, um, especially if you know how things kind of tend to move historically. All right. So closing it out here, favorite bet on the board. I'm imagining that is Ravens uh, still even at um, minus three and a half. That's probably your favorite one, Pete. Yeah, that's my favorite one. And, and the best price that's available right now as we record this here on Wednesday afternoon is uh, the money line uh, for the Ravens, minus 185 on DraftKings. That is actually a 0.4% edge versus the money line, the current, or versus the unabated line. The current unabated line is 187. Uh, and that's because you have Bookmaker minus 200 on the Ravens, Circa minus 205, Pinnacle minus 195, Bet Online minus 198, Caesars minus 204. Uh, so there's a ton of minus 200 plus lines already out there. And the best line outside of DraftKings in terms of a plus number uh, out there, you know, it, there's just there's just not that many good spots. So 
it's 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 a outlier line uh showing value versus the unabated line and uh i think yeah if i had to bet one thing right now it'd be ravens minus 185 over on DraftKings. yeah absolutely uh glad you called out the money line because that's what i was going to say here i have it projected at minus 210 uh the plus 185 at uh DraftKings. i think there's significant value there so uh, yeah, I do like that one. All right, that is going to do it for this conference championships overview edition of the Betting Life Show, powered by Unabated. Please subscribe to the show. Tell your degenerate betting friends. Join the Discord. See all of our bets in the free Fantasy Life Bet Tracker, and follow us on social media at CSURAM88 and Matt F the Oracle. Thank you, and see you again next episode.